Hello, this is your host and author, Hel Humivit, and welcome back to the Horror Tree Stories Podcast, where tragedy is described beautifully through short horror stories that intrigue the mind and chill the soul. Season 1, Episode 3, The Vagrant, The Story of Elliot Daniels. Okay, so somebody's clearly leaving these for us to find. Yeah, but what if he didn't leave them for us to find? What huh. if, what if he just lives he here and he just leaves okay. all of his stuff? Now we gotta find the next. What one? if he's just not the most tidy psychopath? Uh, and now you're just going this. through his stuff. Wouldn't you be pissed if somebody was going through your stuff? Yeah, you're right. If I could go back over and do it again, I probably wouldn't have come in here. But now we're what? in here, hmm? and now we know about and, the tapes, and now we, we can just leave. Now. Why not? You gotta know how it ends. Bro, I only care how this ends. You're gonna for miss my out character. on the chance. I'm leaving. You're gonna, this is the chance of a lifetime. I'm going home, bro. Good luck. You're going home. Wow. Wow. Okay. I guess I'm in it myself. Let me change. No. Alright. <sighs> Let me ask you something, Doc. Am I just an experiment to you? Data for you to study? You don't like me, you don't love me. But you can't get enough of me, huh? You're different from most people though. Most people like to ignore us. Where everywhere you look with no particular place to be found. One of us goes missing, comes up dead. Police officers don't even come around. Only time they show up is to beat you for laying down, walking around, making sounds. Doesn't even have to be anything that severe. I'm literally on the corner begging for my life and you act like I'm not even here. Y'all don't see the person in me. And me, being a person of course, I take that shit personally. See, society wasn't working for me. I lost my job during the recession. My home, my wife, my kids, my life. That should never happen to a veteran. But politicians are more worried about elections and the homeless don't vote. They just float, stranded in a boat with no paddle, broken and battered from battle, neglected by every asshole. So most just blend in, lay low, stick to the shadows. That is, unless it's the holidays. Then we have more turkey than we can eat. Christmas toys to girls and boys with no shoes and socks on their feet. There's no rules in these streets. You win if you're strong and you lose if you're weak. And until now, the poor have been supplied with nothing but the tools of defeat. So, if you want to come down to Skid Row, there's something that you should know. There's a man down there protecting people. Doing things to lift hopes. You see these rich moats drive down there to get dope. And have the nerve to look down on us to shame us because we're broke. But recently, people have been showing us more decency. Where before we were ignored, now outsiders are almost afraid to speak to me. And they don't have a dream of disrespecting me. That's because he's protecting me. He's protecting all of us. But you can't just call him up. See, he's nowhere. And he's everywhere just like the rest of us. Looking out for the little people. He can't protect us from poverty. 
but he helps shield us from the evil. I recall seeing him one time. He was talking to some guy in the lunch line who had been beaten bloody and robbed. And what originally struck me as odd is that he didn't thank God he survived. No. He thanked that man instead. Then shook his hand and said, without you I'd be dead. It's a cruel world we live in. And the evil wants you to give in. And if you're not careful, it'll slip in. You start by saying something mean to someone. It's not like you, but you do it to fit in. The next thing you know, you're the mean kid in class. And you think it's funny to just laugh at people who don't have what you have when really it's just sad. But you being you, you've lost your empathy. And you think poor people are your enemy. You aren't Christian, you just pretend to be. I think that's a different type of hatred. Would you take a life to save a life or does it matter whose life you're saving? Why should I be patient and wait for justice from a system that doesn't even think I need saving? I've been hearing voices in my head since just after I deployed. First night on the base, we got ambushed. Since then, I've been paranoid. PTSD from what I see. Most likely, I'm schizophrenic. At night, I'm screaming in my sleep because I think my life is ending. I'm back home, but I'm still in hell. It's like my life's a prison. I was there for God and country. So why wasn't I forgiven? And the funny thing is... Everybody seemed content to stay at the bottom, which protected you from having to. The least you can do is show us some fucking gratitude. But no, we get bad intentions and bad attitudes. So I did what I had to do. Choked a few, stabbed a few, gave some throats a slash or two. It's crazy how they laugh at you until they see you laughing too. Then it's, oh no, save me. Please help. He's crazy. Well, maybe, but I'm not stupid. No. Nor am I doormat for your boots to go. I came up with this solution, though. If I catch you mistreating us, disrespecting or beating us, then you better call Jesus up and pray for forgiveness because the two of you are about to be meeting up. And I don't care if you're an officer of the law, a drunk college kid coming out of a bar, the biggest man I ever saw, a soccer mom in her car. So take this memo to your next PTA meeting. We are no longer begging for your tolerance while accepting your pity. You think this is your city? We can put you in places you'll never be seen or heard from again, my friend. Or we can continue being your motivation, your safety net. And if you're polite, you won't have to meet that grisly end. And you can continue to pretend. But when you pull up to that intersection or you're outside that grocery store, don't act like you don't know what I'm approaching you for. So let's try this again. <laughs> Got any change?